gotta say this, Austin. Yeah? I had a little... I had a little encounter with Lady Luck last night, and I'll tell you this, Austin. Tell me. Uh... She got... She grabbed me by the balls. Yeah? What'd I'll, she do with them? She yanked them and twisted them. I'll tell you this about Lady Luck, Austin. She is a cruel mistress. She's kind of a bitch, huh? I ain't never met her before, and I'll tell you, I didn't expect her to be as cruel. She's got you on top of the world at one minute, and the next, she's got you by the balls. You know, Lady Lady Luck is, uh, she's a real piece of work. Yeah, uh, you know... The only, the only difference between her and my ex is uh, I occasionally get the desire to go back to Lady Luck. <laughs> That's a good one. You know, and you know, I've actually, it's breaking news I'm hearing right now. Lady Luck has been arrested oh? for being at the Capitol on January 6th, oh. 2021. Shit. No, no shit, huh? Right. I'm, I, 
really don't have any sort of uh, dissatisfaction uh, with the length of my penis. If anything, you know, uh, I, I'd take less if, if possible. I'll take your extra. Well, we'll you fig- wanna, if you want to donate it. Well, to me. we'll figure out an arrangement. Okay. So, uh, welcome back to the show, Austin. It's been Thank a bit. You. Yeah, you know, we were gone for the holidays, and I was in a bit of a holidays. Austin, you know, if you will, was uh, Austin was hitting them zannies yeah, all well, break long. And by, well, you know, if by that you mean spending my Christmas and New Year's in the most magical place on earth, uh, Toledo, Washington D.C. Just kidding, Disney Capital. World. Disney World. Oh, oh, Disney World. Disney's World. And that was good. It was a great time. I told you, you know, uh, I was skeptical about how I would... It was, a, it was a trip my dad planned a couple months ago, and I was like, uh, am I going to really enjoy myself at Disney? Am I going to be like a Disney adult? And then turns out I had a great time because it really is kind of magical there. I'll be, on, I'll be honest with you. I'll be the first to say it. It's magical there. Hmm. Thanks. That, that, that was Austin's Disney report. That was the whole report. Field reporter Austin Bennett. Now uh, back to you. Let me ask you this. Well, let me ask you this, Austin. Okay. Uh, how were the animatronic singing hillbilly bears? Um, I love all of them. I'm assuming you're referring to the country bear jamboree uh, over in Frontierland. Correct. Kingdom. See, I even know the neighborhoods of each of the neighborhoods. Correct. It's like boroughs of Disney World. Um, right. Yeah, it was a great time. I mean, it's a little 15-minute show. It was hot as hell in Florida. Uh, it was like in the 70s and 80s with high humidity, so we were sweating. So Country Bear Jamboree, you know, is a great way to take a load off and be in an air-conditioned room and listen to bears sing country music. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you, I agree. Nothing like an animatronic bear playing the banjo. Hard to beat. It's one of the cuter things that can happen. You mentioned how each land of Disney is kind of like a burrow. Yeah. And I'll say with that sentiment, I, I'd say it's accurate. And with that, much like how you shouldn't walk through, say, uh, Queens or, or Harlem in the in, in late at night, don't be caught dead in Frontierland past 8 p.m. Oh, unless yeah. Unless... Uh, if you're from Adventureland and you're going through Frontierland, just, you know, keep an eye out. Yeah. They, be uh, smart. Be aware. Yeah, they get God. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Disney today, though. We're here to talk about... Bucky's. Hitting... Oh. No. Okay. We're here to talk about hitting the f- casino floor and gambling some money, winning big, raking in the chips, yeah. slinging the slots. Which is things we saw other people doing. Because, yes... At the casino. <laughs> so let, let me set the scene here. Why are we in the Peyton Brock Memorial explaining to Austin Mobile Studio. You want me to tell, or are you asking me? Uh, I was hypothetical. Oh, okay. That's what the audience is wondering. Um, well, I, as mentioned, I'm moving cross-country to the City of Angels to strike it big in the film industry. And so we are in a car speeding Barely. high... 50 miles over the speed limit down the highway we're on our way. This, we're pushing this Prius to its mechanical limits. And we are on our way to there. But in the meantime, we've made 
a stop or two. And last night, we stopped at Casino in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, my first time at a casino. Austin's not first time at a casino. Right, I got to go to Vegas after my 21st birthday with my mom. Everyone loves going to Vegas with their mom. Well, you know, you know my mom, it was a great time. We yeah, were drinking I don't fi- doubt it. We were drinking Fireball at 10 in the morning and then going and gambling. Uh, anyway, the sh- so we stopped last night in Shreveport, Louisiana. At, I believe is they call it the Horseshoe Bossier Casino. Yeah, it's part of the Caesar family of casinos. Personally, I was... A little disappointed they didn't have a Mandalay Bay in Shreveport. Now, I was personally sad that there wasn't a horse funeral to attend at the horseshoe. That's true. Um, So, yes, we went to this casino. um, Made sure to get a nice uh, room with the front window facing the, the large area outside of the hotel. You know, real Stephen Paddock hours. Remember that? Stephen Paddock. Oh, oh god, yeah, fuck. <laughs> oh, uh, and you even said Mandalay Bay earlier. You really set that joke up a minute ago, huh? Yep, that was a good one. Uh, anyway, I had never been to casino before, and so I hit the floors last night, a fresh-faced young baby, money in my starry-eyed pocket, wench. starry-eyed, money in my pocket, ready to go. And I'll tell you what, I lost it all, and deep in debt with the sharks. Yeah, well, you know, and, and you're also deep in debt with me because I, you know, I work with the sharks. Right, Austin. So this is Austin lent me money awkward, and I'm awkward arrangement we have now. Hard. I'm out hard for money. Hard up. You're actually your hands are bound right now. Yes. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm taking you to two tone Tony's house. Really? Sure. That sounds like a name. It does. Uh, So, my thoughts, having never been to a casino, first off, didn't realize they let you smoke in there. (laughs) I kind of thought that was common knowledge, so I was a little, when you asked me that, I was a little surprised. I was like, yeah, no, anything they can do to keep you in there, like, if you don't have to walk away, right? you know? It's just interesting, because, like, nowhere else are you allowed to smoke inside anymore, and yet here at the casino... Smoke inside all you want. And yeah, it what, felt, is what is this? A Denny's in the nineties? I know. I was gonna. It felt like a real uh, trip back in time for me, being in a young little baby. I am. Uh, felt like it harkened back to a, a previous age where one could smoke inside at the Burger King. We used to be a country, a proper country, where you could smoke inside of a Denny's. Honestly, casino inside a casino is the only place that still feels like a proper country in this country anymore. Only yeah. place that civilization and society has not collapsed. It's kind of like, the, like, like the vibes at a casino are really like interesting to me. Right. Because everyone's just kind of friendly to each other. That's true. Because you're all just like a little tipsy and just trying to win some money. That is true. You know, if you're not actively getting in anyone's way, like like small talk just kind of flows easier inside of a casino for some reason. The thing was, I was actively getting in everyone's way. Right. Well, you were, I saw you trying. You were like juking people out and shouting the word ankles. I was just, I went up to tables where people were playing and I would make fun of them when they would lose. Yeah, that was not a great.
great move, but I, I respect it. I would go up to a slot machine someone was posted up at, and every time they hit the button and didn't win, I go, oh, lost, they lost again. There, oh, lost, lost, loser. Oh, you're gonna keep losing? Loser. Oh, keep. You're still losing. Still losing. Stay mad, virgin. Uh, so, uh, suffice to say, kicked out immediately. Yeah, they weren't the people at the Horseshoe City, Horseshoe Casino, Bossier City were not thrilled. No, they weren't. Performance. But anyway, about casinos, uh, another thing I noticed seemed like we were about the. There were a couple, maybe other younger people, but by and large, we were the youngest people by about 20 years. Yeah, uh, I saw exactly two other people that looked like they could be our age. Right. And they were also hanging out in a group of two, just kind of walking around and playing various slots. Mostly old people. Yeah, like late 30s to upper 70s it seemed. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense for a casino in Louisiana I'll be right. honest uh, next thought is slot machines if you've never been to a casino uh, it ain't like they show what in the movies well there are there are some that like they show in the movies with the, the big one arm bandit cranked handle and you crank it and the little tumblers inside spin with the numbers on them and stuff most of them though uh, electronic screens with really big screens with like clip art pictures of like dragons and Chinese characters and every time you push the button blares traditional sounding Chinese music in your ear while flashing pictures of dragons and, and smiling lucky cats yeah and something I noticed that's kind of interesting is a lot of the slot machines were just you know whatever the name of the game was nothing crazy, you know, like, lock it in, or, like, Night City Slot, whatever, right. but then there were, like, groupings of them that were made by Konami. Oh, really? Yeah, like, you know, the famous game developer from, like, the 90s and, like, that era of video games, they still make games, aren't they responsible for, like, Street Fighter, or, like, Konami is, is, like, they make, Street, uh, I believe Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat? that's Capcom, oh, okay, okay, um, Konami is stuff like, um, uh, I'm blanking now on the name of uh, the game that the Konami code is from. Is the one with the little guy and you shoot. But up, up, down, down, left, other, right, left, right. Other Konami games include the Metal Gear Solid series. Yeah. Um, Silent Hill. Yeah. So it's like they make all of those, but then you know, like they also make slot machines, um, which I, I guess is. It makes sense, and, and, you know, because I know that, like, Japanese companies, the things that they do in America are a really limited slice of what they actually do back home, too. Right. Like, I know Sony in Japan is also an insurance company. Mm, really? Yeah, or, like, I, I can't remember if it's insurance, it's something like that. Like, yeah, there are electronics in America, but, like, a lot of Japanese companies just, like, do a lot for no reason. Mm. So, it kind of just makes sense to me that they'd also just be making... And I know, like, video casinos are a big thing in Japan. Like, yeah. like the small ones. They like the betting games. Yeah. Even though it's technically not legal to gamble for money, so you buy tokens, and you can gamble for tokens, and then you take the co tokens to a store that's technically separate from it, mm -hmm. and buy things in that store with those tokens. So it's like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Gambling, but, but, but prize-based. Yeah, well, I've always said that, uh, Chuck E. Cheese is just a rat casino. I know. Rat child casino. As I'd say that you're accurate. Having been to a real casino now, uh, 
real casinos, much like Chuck E. Cheese, except uh, I'd say the games are less fun. I really like Blackjack. And there ain't no animatronic band to entertain you. Yeah. Uh, So along with that, I will say slot machines are a lot like just, they're like the world's most boring arcade machines. Yeah. You push one button and, oh, there went 25 cents. Yeah. And nothing happened. And did you win anything? Like a thing not. spun and you lost. And loud music played and flashing lights meant to put you in a trance to keep playing or and, just going. And yet, something in deep inside, primordial even, compels you to want to play again. Yeah. To hit the button, the pull the lever. This is like so specifically psychologically engineered to just keep you in there and keep you playing. Like, a lot of bright colors and flashing lights and sounds, like, they know exactly what they're doing, and, like, you know, kudos to them for figuring it out, but, like, it is pretty weird. Like, I, I definitely caught myself while we were playing slots, just kind of, like, staring at the tumblers as they would go, and be like, wow. Slipping like, I could sit, in. I could sit here for so long. Slipping into the days of the, of the, of the, of the gamble. Yeah. Uh, next thing, uh, the card and other games. Uh, we played Blackjack. That was the one we played. That's also, I know how to play. That's the one as well as I. Uh, also there, of course, they had the various different types of other card uh, main poker games. Uh, they had some and roulettes craps. and craps. They had a whole, whole separate section just for poker tables. Yes. They also had an area for sports betting, it seemed. Yeah, which I almost wanted to do, just like, why not, you know? But, uh... But I don't know shit about I feel sports. like sports gambling, as long as it's not, like, a race or, like, betting on a whole tournament or series, I feel like it's a fairly good gamble because it's literally, like, a 50-50 chance. Yeah, but you're also betting on really specific things Yeah, like, point, game, like yeah. how much someone scores. Who's gonna win the tip-off in basketball, shit like that. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, there's all the nuance to it, but then there's also, like, who's going to win. Yeah. And the over-under and all that, of course. So, there was that blackjack. In terms of blackjack, uh, I'd say I agree with you, and i say that one feels the most addicting. Yeah. Because you just want to keep going. Well, in the hands, there's, like, it takes less than a minute to run through a whole hand, and you either win or you lose at the end of that. Very, really instant return on it. And when you win, it feels really good. And then you're like, yeah, I'll keep going. And then you lose, and you're like, damn, I'll put more in. Right. It's it's almost less like you're playing it to win money and playing it to until you run out of money. Yeah, no, I mean, like, the way I play is, like, I'm just trying to stay in because I just enjoy those little hits of dopamine every time I do something right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you set a budget for yourself that you're willing to lose, then, like, yeah, you're going to be fine probably. But right. walking away is difficult. Like, when I lost my last chips... I had my hand on my wallet, and I was like, I've got more cash I can put in. That's true. But I was like, mm, I'm just going to stop. I, I told you this yesterday in, in the car, because knowing we were going to a casino a, uh, the last couple of days, I had been just kind of messing around with just like a free, you know, not any even betting real money, just like free to play for fun. Yeah. Uh, like Blackjack Simulator on online. And um, I was realizing with that that a lot of times if you were just to like play one or two hands and like immediately win and if you just immediately walked away like as soon as you won yeah. like back like you know if you put in 
$10 and immediately won $10 back, uh, you know, plus your original bet, plus $10. Yeah. Um, if you just walked away then and did that a bunch of times, like, you know, went and did other stuff and came back later, you'd probably end up with, with more money than, than most people oh, yeah. playing blackjack or winning money from blackjack than most people. Uh, and I that found that to be true because on, like, within, like, the first, like, two or three hands last night, I had won at least, like, uh... You won 20 or 30 bucks, I think. I, I think about... I think it was closer to between 10 and 20. Yeah. Maybe around, like, 14. Because on one hand, you got blackjack, so then you got, like, one and a half times your bet. Right. Um, so I got, uh, like, you know, a couple $1 to, uh, chips. Yeah. Um, and if I had walked away then, I, I would have had slightly more money than when I started. Uh, that was accurate. Uh, so... Yeah, but it's hard, though, because you're kind of locked in, and, like, if it's the first hand, like, there's that, like, societal or, like, expectation pressure that, like, it's weird. You don't just walk away after the first hand. Yeah, like, you kind of want to sit there and, like... And it moves so quick that, like, before you even realize that the dealer is, you know, you've left the you've left your bet in the little circle and the dealer's already dealing out for another yeah. round. Um, so that that's blackjack. Yeah, I mean, I stayed in it. I played for what, like thirty or forty minutes, probably. I don't know if it was that long. It's probably like twenty-five to thirty. I'd yeah, say. time time moves differently in a casino. Uh, but you um, stayed in it definitely longer than I did. But also, you put in more. I only put in forty. Oh yeah, I started with sixty bucks and then put in twenty. More. Threw in another twenty when I started getting low, and I was doing pretty okay. I was sitting at like keeping about sixty in my in my pile. Right. Um, and then I just got on a little losing streak and couldn't win it back. And, Decided to walk away. Coming up on exit to Kilgore, Texas. Shout out to Kilgore, Texas, home of the Kilgore Lions. <laughs> home of the bowel evisceration. Uh, so, a casino, the vibe in a casino, um, it's very interesting. Uh, as I'm sure you all are aware of, or at least have heard if you haven't ever experienced no windows, no yep. clocks. It's a yep. free it, drinks. Free drinks. If you're playing. If you're like you know sitting at a game. Uh, so very uh, interesting, kind of sucked into another world almost. Yeah, I mean you you, it's very much an escape. Like, right. The outside world, and like you're not allowed to use your phone at card tables. Yeah. That's like. I watched the dealer get on this one guy at my table, like, four separate times. Really? Yeah, like, the dude was, like, he was clearly drunk. Like, he was, his face was all rosy, his eyes were kind of glassy, you know? Uh-huh. And he was there with, like, his friend or his son. I couldn't tell their age difference. I, I saw um, the people who sat down at your table, and actually, while you were at the table, and then they came and sat down, uh-huh. um, when I left the table, I went to get some more cash, or split, like, a $10 into yeah. two fives for some slots. Uh, and those guys, one of those guys were over while the other one was waiting at the cash machines. He was trying to put, he was trying to use the ATM as the bill splitter. Oh, yeah. I, so I think he was drunk. Yeah, he definitely seemed drunk, like the older looking guy. And um, he kept like checking his phone and trying to be stealthy about it. And the dealer was like, hey, no phones. Why was he checking his phone? He was just like checking texts. Oh. And like, just you can't have your phone out while you're playing cards because like I'm sure there's apps or shit that you could try to be using for like card counting or like you know whatever and 
true. I guess that's correct. So uh, they just they just want to make sure that you're not trying to manipulate the game in any kind of way. Right. Uh, we did break the rule because I wanted a picture next to a slot machine called Mr. Cashman. Yeah, and, shout out to Mr. Cashman. Good friend Shout of out. Long-time friend Mr. Cashman. Hey, look, that, those are houses on a truck. Houses Two on a truck. Two halves of a house. Wow. Who knows? Who knew that a house was just two smaller houses put together? I've always said that. Anyway, uh... Yeah, so, so we took a picture we of took a you. picture. We, we, we pulled it off. Pulled off the biggest heist. I thought that said Don's fart. <laughs> it's it's fawn dark. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I definitely... I was honestly a little nervous taking your picture in there. We were fine. I know, but, like, security would have been like, Hey, yeah, quit it. Whatever. They can eat my ass. Oh, and they will. So anyway, got fucked by Lady Luck. However, yeah. I will say, hotel room, pretty nice. Oh, yeah, like, 8 out of 10 for sure. Uh, and best of all, as I told you last night, and I'm sure you experienced this morning, nice shower head, strong yeah. shower head with strong water pressure. Yeah, two, two complaints about the bathroom specifically, though. No vent. No vent. Like some hotels, you know. Wanted a nice little fan. Yeah, wanted floor. a fan, uh ambient noise while, while, while shitting, and also to relieve some of the steam yeah. that built up, because I didn't even take a hot shower, and that room was, like, steamy. The sauna. Um, so that was my first complaint, and then the other was that the floor of the bathtub, the, the bathtub itself was slippery. Slippery, yeah. It did not really feel very, like, I accidentally got a little conditioner. Look at that Dairy Queen. Oh, wow. It's like an old school. That's cool. Anyway, you got conditioner on the floor. Got a little tiny bit of conditioner, and I just was like, that's more slippery than I would like it to be. And then even when it was just wet, it was like, this does not feel like a safe surface to be showering in. Right. Well, what they want to happen is you slip and fall in the shower, break your neck and die. uh, Because if that happens at a casino, a casino is legally... uh, They're entitled to all your money. Allowed to all the money you have on your person. Yeah. It's called the finder's keeper's rule. It was a ruling in the Supreme Court in the 70s. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, besides that, hotel room, really nice. I will, I I had another complaint, minor complaint. The, the... Minor complaint, I love that punk band. Me too. The window was a bit, it was like shattered. Like there was a hole in the window as if someone had been firing a, a, a high-powered <laughs> rifle out yeah, of the window. Yeah, there was shell casings around the window also. I with, noticed, with, like on the floor. With debris... Yeah. And there was, and there was, uh, on the door, it seemed like, as if, as if a installed lock bar had been hastily ripped out of the, of the hotel door that someone had installed quickly to bar entry of anyone yeah. trying to get into the room. Very odd. Very odd. Uh, and, you know, next thing I know, I'm trying to go to sleep in the bed last night. FBI bursts in, and they're accusing me of, of, uh terrorist attack. Right. Uh, anyway, though, all that aside, good time, first time casino, good time at a casino, but Lady Luck be a harsh mistress. Yeah, and uh, let me just say, um, as a first casino experience for you, I'm sure it was great. Uh, very different vibes in a Vegas casino. Yeah. Like, not very different, but like, it definitely felt like Vegas light. Hmm. And, um, casinos in Vegas are obviously bigger, and um, there's, like, stuff is more integrated around the casino floor. Like, a lot of the, the, 
hotels in Paradise, you just kind of walk in the front door, and then, like, not even 10 feet from the front door is, like, slots and the casino floor. So, there technically are windows in a lot of them, but, like, you're just kind of recessed this far enough back when you're in the, um, yeah. like, the card tables. Um, and then, like, you'll see people walking around with their luggage, like, uh-huh. in the casino part because the check-in's right around the corner. So it's much more integrated mm. and bigger. Um, and then the, this one felt like you were going into a whole separate section of the hotel. Right. It was very much yeah, yeah detached from the rest. Like, we had to get our IDs checked. Yeah, you like had to go station. through, like, like, a TSA checkpoint. <laughs> yeah, like, they put our IDs in a scanner that then, like, popped up our faces on a computer screen. Right. And, like, set our ages and, like, verified all this shit. Um, whereas in Vegas, like, I think a dealer checked my my ID at the table once, mm-hmm. but nothing that extreme. And so then we walked a down a, a long hallway where there was a glass case with uh, a million, not a million, yeah, it was a million, million, million dollars, hundred dollar bills uh, lining the wall in a glass case. And it was like to commemorate the place opening yep. in '98. It was like their first depo- or like load of money that they got from a. Uh, I bet, they, I bet that they were really, that treasury was happy. It's like, uh, that money was supposed to be to use for yeah. gambling things, and you put it on the wall. Yeah. All right, well, that's the last million dollars you'll see from us. Yeah, all right. Just kidding. They have been it's given a, a net gain of $2,100 million. Yeah, that's enough. More. Uh, anyway, that was the casino, and good time had around by all, but the best time had by Lady Luck taking advantage of me as if I were but a child in the manner of Jeffrey Epstein. covered on 
let me in. Next thing you know, I'm in his office. He's cowering in the corner. I remove my undergarments. Oh, and I proceed to piss on him. Perfect. To my surprise, he Did likes he it. it. Oh. He's open and wide, taking a mouthful, oh. knocking it back, going it. in for more. He sure would. He, and I finish, and he says, mm good. And I say, you disgust me, sir, as politicians are disgusting. And he says, and I, no one will believe you. I will tell them you scared me. That's how it ended. I left dejected, and I went to Chili's, and I had fajitas. Nice. And I went to my hotel room, and I cried the whole night. Nice. And I'm sure you were on the toilet for a while after those fajitas. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, though, uh, I don't know. In terms of in the insurrection, yeah, it's like I where I really was, I was at... I was in my room at college, my uh, my little apartment, and one room apartment, and um, I was actually in class, virtual class, when it happened, when they when they were actually doing the storming, or at least it started. And I remember like kind of like zoning out from the Zoom call, and instead I was just like on Twitter, just yeah. like kind of watching it all unfold, and I was kind of just like aghast. I never had any real fear that, like, at the very least, that, like, I knew it wasn't gonna, like, they weren't gonna, like, somehow overthrow the government. Oh, yeah, that was not... Or even, you know, like, uh, make Trump somehow still be the president. If anything, I was like, oh, wow, he's, like, definitely gonna be in, like, worse shit now. Yeah. Uh, you well, know. then he came out and tried to save face and was like... Yeah. Or, like, Pence was like, hey, don't, don't But But do he, he tried to save face, but even then he was still, like... He called him, I can't remember what exactly, but he called him, like, like the, true the, the beautiful protesters, uh, everyone yeah. go home, you all did a great job uh, protesting, but the, the, the dirty rioters in the Capitol, we don't need to cause any harm, or something like that. Uh, but I just remember being kind of just struck at how stupid of a thing it was that, like, why anyone would think doing that would be, like, successful in any way, or a good idea. Productive at all, like... Yeah, and, and looking back at it now, I really don't think, um, I mean, I, I, I feel like the thing is, as, as stupid as it was and as, like, ridiculous as, like, you know, oh, if these were, you know, protesters for any sort of, like, left-leaning or thing or, like, racial politics for, like, Black Lives Matter, whatever, etc., you know, oh, the police would have used, like, crazy force and everyone would be dead if they yeah. tried to do this. And, like, no, I mean, I agree absolutely with all that. It's very clearly the, the you know, indicator of the the absolute double standard of, you know, the, the cops and the military and, you know, uh, the fact that they serve the people who broke into the Capitol more than they serve uh, any, you know, marginalized group or, yeah. or left-wing movement. Like, it would have been a live-fire shooting range if it was a leftist protest. Right. But that being the case, I still feel like many, uh, you know, liberals to this day, they, they make such a big deal out of, out of the event about how, you know, horrible and, you know, and, and, and horrible and, you know, uh, 
detestable it is and how like oh it was the worst day in our democracy yeah, and all that our country. and like I'm just kind of you know that just very clearly you know to me that just screams like uh, uh, like how detached they are how detached and you know either intentionally or unintentionally ignorant to the entire history of this country and all the things this country has done yeah. both you know to its own citizens and elsewhere in the world um but also, you know, to those who are saying it, you know, and with it, that, all that and, you know, actually being aware of all the bad things, you know, it just makes me feel like it's very much just, uh, you know, the opportunistic, you know, oh, you know, we're just going to keep reminding about this and keep hammering home how terrible it was, you know, all the while distracting from the inefficiency of, of the Biden administration so far and, you know, the, the, the inefficiency of the pandemic response and how, yeah. you know, we're literally over, like, a million new cases right now. And, yeah, and it's um, like, oh, but at least our side, right. at least our color didn't do that. We're still just gonna keep talking about and doing trials and hearings about the January 6th thing, just to kind of, like, you yeah, know, distract. Come of it, yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah, a couple, like, idiots, you know, a bunch of chuds and idiots are gonna go to prison you know, because yeah, they that? broke into the fucking capital, no shit. What but was that like, social media site for racists? Um, oh, the, like, Trump site or whatever? Yeah, no, not, not the one made by Trump, but it was, like... Uh, I know what you're talking about, I don't one, remember. Yeah, it's, like, the free speech social media. Yeah. And, like, people were posting on that, and, like, posting videos and, like, tagging themselves there, and the FBI was literally just going through and, like, right. cleaning house. Like not to be on the side of the FBI, but that shit was fucking hilarious to me. Right. And then, the thing that really killed me is it came out that, um, that social media was using the encryption software that it was using for, like, people's personal information and shit. They were using the free trial version of it yeah. for the whole site. So it was really easy to go, like, backdoor in and, like, get all the personal information of all these people that were posting. So a lot of, like, activists were going through and literally just sending full detailed information to the FBI of, like, everyone that was like, yeah, I was there, I was, I helped, I was in the Capitol. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, here's their name, street address, their phone number, like, their job, all this shit, because the social media, what the fuck was it called? I, I'm blanking, and it's... Parlor. Parlor, there Fucking you go, parlor, good job, yeah. good job. I was like, it's like Grinder or something, yeah. but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's... We need a we need a conservative version of Grinder for all the for all the conservative style gays. I was gonna say uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, but remember he 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 claims to have uh, converted himself from being gay and is now like a devout Catholic. Oh yeah, well good for him because uh, his his grift being the the gay uh, alt right guy ran out money wise. But anyway, about January sixth, the other thing is like. Uh, they're never gonna, like, come out and outright say it, but, like, just, like, with, like, the, the Proud Boys and all that, I guarantee you, like, at least, like, 15% of the people involved with the January 6th, uh, riot thing, I don't know, whatever, I, I feel the like calling it the insurrection is so, like, I don't know, I, I feel, I want to use a more, like, pathetic-sounding word, because, like, insurrection makes it sound like there was actually some threat to the, oh, like, a plan. to the system of government. Yeah, uh, I don't know. The, the, the tuffle, or the... The, sh the, the sh January 6th skirmish. Skirmish. The January 6th shenanigans, capital shenanigans. 
Um, about probably like 15% of the people there involved with it were, were probably like undercover ops from different intelligence organizations in this country. Like, I guarantee you there were some people who were, like, FBI oh, uh, informants sure. or, you know, if not inf- if not informants, full-on, like, undercover agents who, you know, either were actively involved with planning it just so they could, like, then later arrest people, uh, you know, now for, for doing it, um, yeah. or just, like, you know, so stupid they, they were not able to prevent it in some way, so bad at their job that they didn't actually help prevent it at all. That and, um, uh, yes, uh, that and, so, yeah, 15, it's probably, like, 15%, um, uh, ops among that crowd. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, like, you know, as, as a left-wing person who's not happy with our government, I do feel, to some degree, like, you know, all the things, I feel like anyone on, like, the left who's, like, oh, you know, it, it was so terrible, look at these politicians were so scared, they were scared for their lives, and, like, that, you know, that, that, that shows how evil it was, it's like, on some degree, politicians, I feel like politicians could, should constantly be scared for their lives, like, they should be, like, you know, the people, they should be, like, that's the only time, like, in our history that politicians have ever felt any sort of, like, real fundamental consequence, unfortunately, it yeah. was, like, the wrong politicians from the dumbest possible, uh, crowd of, of people, but, like, you know, you know, unfortunately, uh, I'm, I'm sure people like McConnell and stuff were scared because, you know, they hate those, you know, that rabble as much as, you know, as much as they, you yeah, know. Yeah, they just make money, they just yeah, make them money, but they hate them. Yeah, on, on a personal level, you know, they never want to, like, sit down and have dinner with any of those people, oh, God, no. you know, but, you know, I do, you know, in, a, in an ideal world, you know, politicians should be, like, you know. At least afraid for their livelihood. Yeah, not, yeah, I like, don't know about like, life, but at least not, livelihood. Yeah, like, they should be worried that, like, if they don't do a good job, they're gonna have to get, like, a normal job. Right. And, like, fucking live off of that. But, like, because of how the systems in this country work, like, if they don't do a good job as a politician, they'll just be, like, on the board of trustees of some fucking company that's right. bankrolled them for or, years. Or a lobbyist yeah, for like, said company. Yeah, like, it won't matter. So they, their, their lives exist without consequence. Yeah. So you're right. Like, this is the first time that they've felt anything close to consequences, which sucks. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, January 6th, one year anniversary. New, It's a new holiday. They're replacing MLK Day with January 6th. Oh, great. Um, anyway, mostly just stupid and funny to talk about now yeah. in hindsight. And cringe. Cringe. A lot of cringe. TBH. Stopping at a beaver-themed gas station chain. 
yeah, uh, if you can name it, guess it below in the comments. Yeah, people will definitely do that on our show that yeah. no one's ever left a review for. Shout out to everyone that would. And, you know, probably hit up a Whataburger oh, at some course. point. Second day in a row. Second day in a row, of Always course. worth it. Um, and then tonight, the place where we're staying, as you, you pointed out to me, some some other oddities, there are some oddities in this town, like... I'm excited. Apparently a replica of the Globe, Shakespeare's Globe Theater. There's a replica of Stonehenge that is apparently beautiful at night because they have lights on it. Really? Yeah, so we, I kind of actually want to do that one. Yeah. But, you know? Uh, and most importantly of all, Austin, as you one. made me aware of this Number morning. Number one on TripAdvisor for... Tourist Destination. For Odessa. For Odessa, Texas. The Chris Kyle American Sniper Memorial. It's just a statue of him. It's I don't a, even think it's more than that. It's a statue of him on, on top of the Superdome shooting looters during Hurricane Kachina. Yikes. Uh, Wait, is that something he did? It's something he claims he did. You know, uh, famously, Chris Kyle, man who claimed to have done a lot of cool, badass, tier one operator things, including going on top of the Superdome in, in New Orleans in the aftermath of Katrina and with his sniper rifle and shooting looters. Wow, you know, what a, what looters, a, you know, not people, you know, people uh, desperate for for for, for food, material, for, yeah, for supplies equipment. after one of the worst natural disasters in this country's history, especially in the last, you know, Ooh, 50 what? years. Bragging about that is insane. Right. Um, that's, a, that's a mental disconnect there. I had no idea he even said that. So, definitely probably... Uh, Want to grab a picture at the Chris Kyle uh, Memorial in honor of our brave troop who uh, uh, shot a bunch of claims have shot a bunch of people, innocent people, murdered, probably mostly just children, uh, and then came home and immediately got 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 at a gun range. Wait, I don't even know the whole story. Oh, you don't? No, I know, like, they made a fucking movie about him that was up for Best Picture for some reason. What, uh, by, uh, all-time director Clint Eastwood starring Bradley Cooper. Oh, uh, he holds, there's a, the, of course, the notorious scene where, uh, Bradley Cooper is holding a baby, uh, his, his baby oh, child, but they didn't for some reason, I guess, Clint Eastwood notoriously, uh, economic and quick filmmaker known for very few takes. Uh, for some reason, they didn't want to get a real baby for the scene, so he's very clearly holding a doll. Oh my god. So let me tell you about Chris Kyle's death. Please do. I, like, I, this is something I don't know much about. So they were at a gun range. It was 2013. Him and his friend at a gun range uh, shooting some guns um, and they were killed by a man named Eddie Ray Roth, who was a veteran of the Marine Corps, and um, Roth and or, uh, Chris Kyle and his friend had taken um, this guy named Roth to the gun range, quote, in an effort, to, this is from Wikipedia, uh, uh, to help him with his post-traumatic stress disorder. Because, you know, nothing oh, helps good place to helps with that with, with, with guns. Military-based PTSD, yeah. Smart. As well as uh, the Roth had been in and out of mental hospitals for dealing with schizophrenia. Oh. 
So love taking a I'm schizophrenic curious. man who is, uh, uh, you know, it, who is susceptible to being um, sent into uh, a, an unwell state by gunfire uh, from war uh, to a gun range. Smart. So, um, <laughs> apparently on the way to the shooting range, I didn't know this, Kyle texted his friend that was with him, Littlefield, this dude is straight up nuts. And Littlefield responded, watch my six, military slang for meaning watch my back. Mm-hmm. I think everyone knows that. Um, I, I, I guess he didn't, didn't watch his six not. enough, because they get got. Um, so, next, you know, I guess it, it's not clear what happened, because I think they were the only people there. And um, so somehow uh, this guy ended up accidentally... Accidentally, or I guess he was charged in some degree. I don't know if he was ever sentenced or what he, what the, what, what went down specifically legal wise. But uh, shot by this guy, so nothing like a troop killing another troop uh, because you made a stupid decision to take a very clearly mentally unwell man with you to a gun range and give him a gun. Yikes! So uh, great job, Chris Kyle. Good planning Real on your American part. hero. Real, real good thinking on, on your end there. Salute, Can't salute wait to go to your memorial tonight. Uh, your memorial for shooting people and getting shot. Wow. Well, that there was more to that than I realized. Yes, it's a. I just kind of assumed he died in duty. No. Nope. It's a much more interesting situation than that. Anyway. Uh, Maybe we'll do another one of these road reports while we're on the road. We can tell you about going to that memorial as well as some other fun things we may experience on this trip. But I think for now I'm gonna I'm gonna call it at that. Um, you know I do want to say one more thing while we're on the subject of American heroes. Uh, we should really talk about Chris Dorner sometime. <laughs> oh yeah, well, he's a real American. We'll hero. talk about Mr. Dorner uh, at some point. Anyway. Remember, everyone, that uh, Lady Luck is a fickle mistress, so even if you treat her well, don't expect much in return. Yeah, I mean, she's a real piece of shit, but I'm still going to send her you up text at 3 in the morning. Right. In terms of uh, Lady Luck, she dealt a a dirty hand to Mr. Kyle, that's for sure. Facts. Well, everyone, we'll, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. And safe driving. Leave us a review, will ya? Bye! Moving right along, we found a life on the highway. And your way is my way. So trust my navigation. California, here we come, come high in the skyland. Palm trees and warm sand. Though sadly we just left Rhode Island. We did what? Just forget it. I'm moving right along. Hey, L.A., where have you gone? Send someone just we're in Saskatchewan. I'm moving right along. You take it. You know best. Hey, I've never seen the sun come up in the west.